0: This is a Fairly Ridiculous podcast. Please keep in mind that while we are a positive podcast, we will be discussing dark tales, and the content may not always be up to par with current cultural and social standards. Welcome back to fairly ridiculous a ridiculous podcast about short stories fairy tales and everything in between every other week we will read a new fairy tale short story fable parable or something else and talk about it i'm Haley, and i'm andrea welcome back guys we're we so back. glad to have you episode two two yay it's nice it's exciting yeah So we are introducing a new segment into the podcast this week, Mm -hmm. Corrections Corner. We might give it a different name if we come up with something or if you guys come up with something that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, But we're just calling it Corrections Corner for right now. Yep. So things that we messed up in the episode of the previous week. Or or if we asked you guys to look up something because we were clueless about and you responded and let us know. Yep. Things like that. Yeah, that's basically what Corrections Corner is going to be. So last week, we. Not last week. I'm sorry. Last episode. Last episode. We. Last week, sure. <laughs> we learned about uh, Nine Pin. Yeah. And we were confused as to exactly what it was. And we asked you guys to, if you could help clarify. And we had someone. Yes. Clarify that for us. Thank you, Adam with 1M, for letting us know. What nine pin was.
1: What did Adam say nine pin he was? He said it was like bowling, but there's nine pins instead of ten, like we said. But the shape that they're in is a diamond. Mm-hmm. Instead of the triangle. Instead of a triangle. And the ball itself doesn't have a place for you to have your fingers in it. No finger holes. No finger holes. It's... You, I think it's a smaller ball? I, yeah, I think he I said think, that. So... Thank you, Adam, for letting us know and sharing with us. Yeah, we
0: really appreciate it. Set Mm -hmm. the standard early. Yeah, well done. So this week's story is the really ugly duckling from the book The Stinky Cheese Man and Other Ridiculous... Fairly fairly stupid tales. Other fairly stupid tales, I'm sorry. I think everything is fairly ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's pretty fairly... It's very ridiculous. So yeah, this is... um,
1: Our first of our shorter stories that we'll Mm -hmm. work on, it's, we counted it earlier, eight sentences? Eight sentences long. The whole story is eight sentences long, (laughs) and I decided to write a summary of it in two. One-fourth of the entire
0: story. One-fourth
1: of the entire story
0: is a... Fantastic. (laughs) Is the summary. All right, what's your summary? How did you summarize this? So, if I could summarize this whole story, it is like this. A duckling
1: is really ugly, and when he grows up, he's just a really ugly duck.
0: And that's it. And that's it. That is the whole story, punchline and all. And now we're gonna dig in deep yeah. and analyze every single word and <laughs> all eight senses. Uncover the underlying themes in and, this story. Yeah, um, underlying lessons and to compare it with. Uh, just
1: the ugly duckling. Mm-hmm. The ugly duckling was a swan or a swan egg that got somehow mixed in with a duck nest. And so the baby swan grew up with the ducks. Obviously, it's different looking. It's a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. It's not, It doesn't have the pretty colors as the baby ducks do. Because
0: baby swans are just like little gray fuzzballs, yeah, right? Yeah, just like poof. And our typical like mallard ducks have kind of like brown. More colours on it and design. It's not just a yeah. like land blah duck baby ducks.
1: So but when the ugly duckling grows up, it grows into this majestic beautiful swan and laughs in the face of all the haters. <laughs> this story is not like that. Does not go like that at the, all. <laughs> the duckling that was really ugly is just it grows up and it just stays really ugly. There's no nothing special. He just is.
0: Yep, he is an ugly duckling. He's an ugly duckling. He's not
1: a swanling. At all. No, no swanlings. Just
0: really ugly duck. So that's the the synopsis of the story. So I. W- <laughs> so I'll just I'll lead us off into the over analyzing of for the it. story,
1: and I'll supplement with my half a page of notes. <laughs>
0: So in the story there are a total of seven ducklings and obviously one of them is very ugly. They make yes. that very clear. Yeah. Right off the bat.
1: Yeah, the picture is even that's what I like about this book. It does, it's obviously a picture book. He's like drooling and his tongue is hanging he out. Has his mouth. And he his has teeth on his beak. He has weird, jagged teeth on his beak. That's weird. Like a
0: buck tooth too. That's I'm just Oh. Yeah. That's unfortunate. In all of his glory. <laughs> So and oh, glory. growing up, everyone around the duckling would say right in front of his face how ugly he was. Just my what an ugly duckling. And it was
1: always comparing him to his his other siblings. Yeah. Like, oh what a nice looking bunch of ducklings that you have there. Except, Except for, for that, that
0: one. <laughs> Which, that's just that's rude. It's that's bad. really insensitive. Extremely. And that's my that's my first note is yep. like that's that's awful. You, you shouldn't ever do that, especially to, like, children and young people. And I've noticed that.
1: Like, I don't understand why adults do this. We talk about kids in front of them like they can't mm-hmm. hear us. Like, they'll be in another room playing, and we'll just blah, 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 blah. We'll say this or that, not thinking that they can't hear. hmm But if you watch the kid, you can see... Like, especially if it's a negative thing, you can see their whole demeanor just drop and change. Mm -hmm. Yes, they're distracted and playing
0: with a toy.
1: That doesn't mean
0: they're not listening. Oh, yeah. They're still listening. And they can hear you, so... And we talk about all the time how how children are just little sponges, and we have to be careful about what we let them watch or do or see, Mm -hmm. but we don't take into consideration our own behaviors and actions and words. Yeah. And that, I think, is something that we need to recognize and start addressing.
1: Yeah, as a society, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's just, yes, I I also wrote that down. I wrote down that people suck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're very insensitive. For sure. And even though it says right in the story that the ugly duckling didn't care Mm -hmm. about these comments like that doesn't mean that making these comments is okay those comments are still wrong that behavior is still wrong exactly so just because someone doesn't care that you're being a jerk to them doesn't mean it's okay everybody first lesson Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so the reason the duckling that the reason that the duckling is unbothered by these comments is because he truly believes that he is going to grow up into a beautiful swan. And yeah. be bigger than all of the other ducks anyway. And he's just going to laugh in their faces. Laugh yeah. in the face of the haters. So, and this makes me... I am wondering where he gets this idea from because it's never addressed. Like, his parents aren't saying this to him. No one else is saying this to right. him. So this, I think... It's just an organic idea the way it's presented to us. It's just coming from himself. But I don't know. Or what I like to think of it as is
1: you hear this in um, when minorities talk about movies but the importance of representation Mm -hmm. in movies. And if we assume that this world is even remotely like ours, these ducks tell stories and the story of the ugly duckling is probably being shared. And for him, I think he's connecting with that story of the ugly duckling. Hmm. And there's a representation of an ugly duck in a story, and that ugly duck grows up to be a beautiful swan. I can do that too. There was a, um, there was, a, I read something somewhere about a gentleman um, of color who watched a movie and he saw. Oh, it was a, what was it? It has to do with, like, technology. An IT person. Something that was all about, like, computers and hacking and IT in this movie. And he's like, I didn't know that we could do that. And then he grew up and became that occupation because he saw it in a movie. Representation matters. So, representation matters. For sure. And so I think in this moment where he's like, I'm going to grow up and be a swan, is because there was representation somewhere. So okay. even though the people around him sucked, he still was able to connect with Okay. Whatever
0: story there was. Okay. Maybe. That's my We're overanalyzing. That's the whole that point. That is my overanalyzation. <laughs> so point
1: two representation matters. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: have, in my notes I explored the questions of him acquiring this idea and mm-hmm. it manifesting um, in his thoughts, is is it simply because he is resilient, because he's young? Or was he taught this by someone in his life? Does he have a mentor who encourages him and reminds him that it is his character that counts and mm-hmm. not the way that he looks? Um, so those were the questions I started exploring Okay. through taking these notes in the story. Is his resiliency and the people in his life who could be and are encouraging him and reminding him of what's truly important as opposed to people just being like, you're ugly. Right. Which is not appropriate.
1: So he has a dream of becoming a swan. And then we turn the page.
0: Well, as it turned out... <laughs> <laughs> it was just a really ugly duck. And he grew up to be just a really ugly duck. He did. And his his buck teeth really filled in. Oh, wow. Yeah, you guys should really find these images. (laughs) Wow. Oh, and look, his little feathers grew on the top of his head. Oh, yeah. Look. I mean, he filled out, for sure. Yeah, he did. Wow, he's got hands and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah.
1: He grew up. He became... A duck, but just a really
0: ugly one. Mhm. It doesn't doesn't even explore like his happiness. I mean, he kind of looks like he's happy, but he looks really goofy too. Yeah. But was he ever happy? Because he, as a child, he grew up believing he would turn into this big, beautiful, graceful swan. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the story, he grew up and he's not. So what? Think he stopped wanting to be a swan. So would he be, do you think he's disappointed now and living? I've got so many different ways this could go.
1: Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so if there or is. Or is he okay with it? There is the okay. avenue of he's not going to stop trying to go for the swan, to mm-hmm. be a swan. Even though he's is stopped he going. Get... <laughs> maybe he's like, fine, I won't be a swan on the outside. I'll be a swan on the inside. Okay. There is the, he's just accepted it and this is what his life is. And that's okay because mm-hmm. sometimes you can't always get what you want. Mm-hmm. But if you find some, if you try, sometimes you just might find you get what you need. That's a song. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, there is the simply he's depressed and overcompensating. There's, I mean, there's different ways we don't. Do know. you
0: think he would be the type to get plastic surgery? Just be so consumed with the, the idea and not able to let it go? Absolutely not. No, I don't think so.
1: Honestly, I have what I think the story is in my overnight analyzation of it. Is that you've got a child with sucky people around him. Because people suck. Mm-hmm. We can even just do Adults, a, listen, adults are the worst. The adults are the worst. <laughs> they really are. People suck. He heard people tell him that he's ugly or not even to his face. They're probably super patronizing. Like, oh, you probably have a great heart, which is true. But like, it's just patronizing Mm -hmm. and it hurts. And in order for him to not let it affect him, he had a goal that he had to reach, which you find a lot that people do. People that are told that they can't do something, they go out and achieve it. And that's their driving force to become better. I'm pointing at myself right now, and I nodded <laughs> in case you didn't hear that exchange. So you've got people that are told they can't achieve something, but they do it anyways, and that's their driving force. But what? And there's a lot of people do that, and you hear all those success stories on Facebook or whatever your social mm-hmm. media platform is. It's like they told me I couldn't do it, but I showed them wrong. What about the people that couldn't show them wrong? I think that's what the ugly, the really ugly duck is: is someone who strived. And it just wasn't in the cards for him, obviously. But I think you can mature. I think you can accept who you are, where you're at, but also strive to be better. And Mm -hmm. I think that's healthy because you've got so many people that, even though they've achieved the happy and where they want to be, why are they still unhappy then? Mm -hmm. Because they've never accepted where they're at. They've never accepted that reality that, like, hey, you are really ugly. Yeah, I am. I'm actually, there's a science behind what is beautifully acceptable. (laughs) There is. They've done studies on it. Facial symmetry. Facial symmetry with ratios, facial ratios, with how big your first tooth is compared to your second one. Like, it's all Mm -hmm. been, there's a science to it. But you accept, yeah. Like, it's okay. It's fine. I know that this is a thing, and I accept that that is a truth. But once you accept the truth, you can then branch off and go somewhere else and become better. And I think that's where some people are unhealthy about it. They go, mm-hmm. I can't accept this. Well, you don't have to accept it. It's it's real. It's true. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Whether you accept it or not is not doesn't change it. What mm-hmm. changes it is you being better so you can do it you can be better accepting where you're at, or you can be better not accepting where
0: you're at, and then not also not accept your future. I think what we can learn from that is what we as individuals have control over in our lives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, what we do and do not have control over. So we don't have control over what other people say about us, whether it's behind our backs or to our face. Right. We have no control over if people tell us we're ugly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We have no control over if we are unattractive. Does <laughs> it. you're born how you're born and that's yeah that's it Mm -hmm. we have control over how we respond to these things exactly the only things we have control over are ourselves yeah how we respond and react to the things that happen to us in life
1: i mean you can put obviously people do makeup and that's just Something I've never gotten, <laughs> <laughs>
0: and here I am. I mean, I'm not wearing makeup right now because this is not a visual right. project. This is. But I,
1: I completely <laughs> admire, and this is something that I, I don't, I think I've talked to you about before. But the makeup industry, there's such a fine line that I worry about sometimes. People that are good at makeup are amazing to me. It is an art. It is. It is wonderful. I'll sit and watch makeup tutorials. I don't wear makeup. Mm-hmm. But I'll sit and watch them because it's just phenomenal what they can do with yeah. their palette of colors and stuff. Yeah. But I, growing up, we had makeup in our house. And I remember going, when I first put on makeup, I would, my, and obviously my mom would help me, and I would look in the mirror and be like, I'm so pretty with makeup on. Mm-hmm. And then at night, you have to take your makeup off so it doesn't clog your pores, you gotta be clean. But at night, I would take it off and this awful feeling of I am so ugly right now obviously it's you just scrubbed your face it's red blotchy blotchy Mm -hmm. you've taken color off Mm -hmm. but that feeling of like oh I'm ugly I hated that feeling at night Mm -hmm. and I wonder if there's this moment where people that wear makeup don't wear makeup that we kind of go through do we decide I am Ugly without makeup, so I need to wear more makeup. Or I hate this feeling of being ugly, so I have to wear makeup because I don't want to be ugly. Or do what I did and go, ugh, I hate this feeling of being ugly. I just won't ever put makeup on, so I don't have to feel this feeling. Because it was always after I took off the makeup.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Wearing the makeup, I felt really pretty, but taking it off, I was just like, ugh, I hate this feeling. I don't want to go to bed feeling ugly. Mm -hmm. So I just never wore makeup at all. Yep. So I. I bringing up this whole looks and people think about you. I just, I don't know where the line is for this because I don't ever want to tell people don't wear makeup because you're covering up your natural beauty. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I want you to be able to accept what you look like without makeup. Well, it's uh, because yeah. that's the step. That's your foundation, and then yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah, with your exactly. Face, but please accept who you are and where you're at. Yeah, as a person, and accept if you've got all like. But and then you've got people that just suck, and so it's hard to accept who you are. So I get it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's well, like a... And it's you also have to have a healthy relationship with that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: with makeup. Because, yeah, whether... However you feel about cosmetics and using it for yourself, you have to have a re- healthy relationship with it to use it. Right. Um, I think I have... A healthy relationship with my cosmetics. I'm totally fine with not wearing makeup. I prefer to not wear makeup a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, my relationship with makeup is, it's fun, and I can accentuate certain features on my face using it, and that's why I like it. I don't rely on it. I don't use it as a crutch. I don't need it to be to feel okay with leaving my house. Right. To go and encounter other people face to face. Right. So I think I, I think I have a healthy relationship with it in using it. You have a healthy relationship with it in not using it.
1: I don't agree. No? I honestly, I've always struggled with it. Because there's always this sense of when you do wear makeup, people suddenly go oh, you're so pretty, Mm. you should wear makeup all the time. And that just makes me mad. Mm -hmm. And so to fight that because I'm rebellious, I'm like, I'm not going to wear makeup at all and you're going to have to look at my ugly face all the time. like (laughs) (laughs) My less pretty face. My less pretty face. How You know, so I no, I don't think I'm 100% there yet. I can wear makeup and I understand, but I do, there's those moments where like people will make a comment like, oh, you're wearing makeup, you should wear it all the time. It like accentuates your eyes and... Yeah, it's true. Like, it really does. But it makes me mad that you don't think I'm beautiful without it. So, mm-hmm. it's hard. I've always struggled with with it. I'm definitely not 100% there. I'm 75% of the way there. 85, but <laughs> I'm not 100.
0: Only okay. because
1: I'm rebellious. <laughs> Stick it to the man and the women that tell me I have to wear makeup. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's just... I mean, that's the girl side of it. Yeah. With the cosmetics. The boy side, there's always the...
0: Yeah. So, oh, if any of you gentlemen out there have opinions about this kind of thing, this kind of topic, self-image, and you want to talk about it... Yeah. Do it. Like, we want to have, like, this safe, open platform Mm -hmm. for people to share everything. Like, if you have an opinion and you're a male-identifying person, um, let us know. Definitely. Send us a there message. Is,
1: I mean, I I can always, like, guesstimate. We can kind of guess men want muscles.
0: Well, that's what they're that's, told to want. Yeah. Like, girls are told to want to look prettier and wear makeup. And dainty and, mm-hmm. and not be. So we're also going against
1: stereotypes, too. Because mm-hmm. what is beauty other than... What we're told that it is. I mean, what back in the day, curves and stuff was the pretty mm-hmm. because if you had curves it meant you could sit around and have to work in the fields all day. Now not so much. So culture shifts and perspective mm-hmm. and perception and ideals shift. All that to say that the stuff was really ugly. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry. So I wanted I definitely wanted to like just bring up that but there's a I mean can I go on? Can I move on to another thought I had? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Okay. There is... There was a show I was watching. Um, I think I brought up autism last time. Mm-hmm. With the, the boy who wanted to try to figure out the shivers. I think that it applies to kids that have autism because... This story? This story. And here's why. Here's why. It's It's about that accepting where you're at. There is a stigma around autism that has been leaps and bounds, but obviously we're still trying to get there. And I remember reading a story about a lady who had a child that was autistic, nonverbal, um, and another person came up and was like, "Oh, oh, your son's autistic. Oh, what's his special like little thing?" And she's like, "What?" Well, you know, like uh, every person that's autistic has their thing that they're really into, like chimes or they're really good at this one thing or drawing or something like that. Like, what's yours? What's his what's his special little thing? Like, wow. Like, And she's like, nothing. He's just autistic. He's nonverbal and it's a struggle every day. And so that's that's one of the things that the story reminded me of. It's accepting what is. I mean, strive for better. And strive for the good, but if you let that be your foundation, the striving... If you let the the future, the better, be your foundation...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nothing's ever going to be good it's, enough. No, nothing's ever going to be good enough. But if you let your acceptance of this is what reality is in this moment be your foundation... I have to start where I'm at. Yes. I can't so, start from where I want to be. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So that that kind of reminded me of that, just in a sense that... Um, With that specific situation, if you've got someone who's autistic, just accepting that that's what it is, and I think that that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It sucks. It's awful. And it's okay that that is where it's at. Accepting where you're at will let you move forward into something better. And if it doesn't get better, because you've already accepted it, you're fine. So that's, it was just one of those like side notes that I had randomly reading the story. I know it's like deep and intense, Mm -hmm. but it was. I remember just listening to that story like, no, my kid doesn't have anything special. He's just nonverbal
0: autism and it's a struggle every day. And that's something too that we can talk about is autism is a spectrum Mm -hmm. and the diagnosis of autism doesn't mean that... That person or that child has something that they are obsessed with. Right. That is not what it means. And that is really ignorant and really <laughs> insensitive. Like, best intentions of that other lady, but like, don't do that. Please don't do that. Mm-mm. Like, get to know the person or the child before you make assumptions about them. Mm hmm. Do that, please.
1: <laughs> Listeners. A rant and
0: rave. Ask yeah. questions before you make assumptions, like we learned in our last story. Mm-hmm. I think that prevails. Continue on. Make sure
1: you ask ask questions. Yeah. But that's, I mean, I think that
0: was my two.
1: Um, as a female, talking about makeup and accepting your face without to be your platform mm-hmm. and to have a healthy relationship with cosmetics and clothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything as far as the outside and then that that moment of autism, mm-hmm. or that moment moment of autism, <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> that that moment that that lady had talking about autism, mm-hmm. and how it's okay to not be okay. Yeah, and there's so many. I mean, you can go on with depression, anxiety. You can go on emotionally, mentally, physically mm-hmm. with this. Where if you can accept where you're at, that's your foundation to get you to the future. If you make your future goal your foundation, you'll never get there. You're always going to fall short.
0: Always. Exactly. Yep. So that's my lesson. Yep. So. That's what I liked. Yeah. <laughs> that was very good. I never thought of it in that way before. Because my the lens I read this story through was... Um, just a general broad expanse a youth development mm-hmm. lens because that's just what i do that's right. my thing exactly um, but the story specifically, I was picking up on notes of resiliency in children and youth, and mm-hmm. when the story ended my i finished i looked to the future of this ugly duck, and i I saw a happy ending mm-hmm even though it just ends, he was ugly and that's it. There's no clarification of how he felt about it as an adult. I finished it in my head as he he still accepted it and um, he's fine with it and he's happy with other things in his life. And so I started exploring in my notes, um, the resiliency in children and how we, children are born with a natural resiliency Mm -hmm. But also that resiliency has to be nurtured by the people in that child's life. Mentors and... Yeah. Yeah. And so I started asking questions again, like I mentioned before, like who who was mentoring this duckling throughout his life? Who was supporting that idea of like, I am going to be better someday. I am going to grow up and be better. Who was doing that? Because there's no way, I mean, there is a way, but it's very unlikely. <laughs> yeah, statistically improbable. <laughs> yeah, it's very unlikely that he would have made it to adulthood and made it through adulthood with a positive mindset if he didn't have people surrounding him
1: mm-hmm.
0: telling him these positive things about himself when all of these other people are just like, oh my gosh, you're so ugly, and then that's it. That's all they, I can, they can identify about this duckling. Mm-hmm. And so then... If that's all anybody is saying about the duckling, that's how he's going to start identifying, and that's all he's taking in, and then that's all he's going to put out and start thinking about himself as, "I'm ugly," and that's it, and that's not good, and I'm not good enough, and I'm not worthy. Mm-hmm. So I like to think there is someone in his life saying, "You are good at some. You are good. You are better, and we love you, even though other people only think one thing about you." Right. The importance of coming alongside people. Mm -hmm. That's social capital. Mm -hmm. Social capital is essential, like not just with children and youth. It's essential for everyone, no matter what stage of life you're at. So for people that don't know what social capital is, uh, go ahead and explain what that is. Social capital is basically just the relationships that people have in their lives. How many people you know, how many people are close to you, how many people are acquaintances, how many people are people that you can ask for help or advice when you need something. In different, they have different specialties and different careers, mm-hmm. different um, skills, and every like all that kind of stuff. So, the more people you have in your life that you can reach out to, the higher your social capital is. Okay. So, yeah, I was, what, how did we even get to
1: ugly duckling?
0: How did I get on that tangent? Yeah, mentorship, coming alongside
1: of people. Yeah, it's social capital, you said.
0: Yeah. So, social capital is really important. hmm in everybody for it's really important for everybody to have a high social capital if we ponder who else was in this duckling's life um, we can explore how social capital and those relationships play into the lifelong success of our youth and how important having those positive caring adults are for youth mm-hmm. and children
1: very cool I didn't think of that <laughs> yeah too completely <laughs> so if you had to um I'm knocking things over if you had to summarize your or your over into like a sentence or two what how would you summarize
0: it <sighs> summarize my notes or summarize the story summarize your notes my notes your your main lesson if you had to pick one lesson
1: from your notes that people could walk away with after listening to this podcast, what would you say that you want that person to take away, if they take away nothing
0: else? I think I would want people to take away the fact that although children are born with a natural resiliency, having positive, caring adults surrounding that child are just as important, if not more important, than that natural-born resiliency. Because if that's not fostered okay. and nurtured as they're growing up, it won't last.
1: Nice. I would say, on my side and what I got out of it, accept where you are as your platform, but always strive to be better.
0: Yeah. That's that's what I would say. Wow.
1: Two completely
0: different perspectives. I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is... That's crazy, and it's fun because we don't talk about these ahead of time at all.
0: Well, we did with the last one, kind, kind of,
1: of. <laughs> a little bit. But yeah, we didn't talk about this one at all. Yeah, I think we should keep doing that. That's Not kind of talking nice about them.
0: It'll probably fail us in the future. <laughs> But right now, it's working great. Because <laughs> this is a completely natural conversation. Mm-hmm. Conversation. Conver-
1: as made evident by our lack of articulation sometimes. Yeah. Words, yeah. words, 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 words. Blah, 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 blah. So that's that's what I got of it. Um, That's everything I think about the really ugly duckling. Mm-hmm. An eight-sentence story turned
0: into over a half an hour of conversation. Yeah. That's what we're good at. That is what we're good at. <laughs> Do you want to do? Do you want to jump into the blessing?
1: Oh gosh, who do I? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm going to just straight off off the bat, I'm just going to bless our main character. Okay. Just the really ugly duckling. I bless him for his acceptance of where he's at and his strive to be better. Okay. That's
0: my I lesson, blanket.
1: and I, yeah. So I, I bless him in his continuation of that journey in life.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to follow your theme in blessing a character based on what you took away from the story. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bless the Ugly Duckling's parents. Because I'm choosing to see them as the people who encourage their child to thrive despite mm-hmm. his circumstances. Yeah. There are so many things in life that are out of our control. And the way people talk about us is one of them, like we talked about earlier. Right. And it's how we, we react to those negative things and those insensitive people that shapes who we truly are. And it shows our character. This duckling has strong character, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. So I want to bless all of the parents out there doing everything they can to make sure their children thrive despite whatever circumstances they have to overcome. Thank you, parents. Yeah. Thank you,
1: mom and dad. You're so good. <laughs> so 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 <laughs> um... That's it. That's episode two. Yeah, we did
0: it. Two episodes down? This is amazing. What episode, or what are we reading next time? So, next story is called The Young Giant. You can find it in Grimm's Fairy Tales for Young and Old, The Complete Stories. Which is the the version we use. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, be on the lookout. That's going to be episode three.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um... So if you want to read that ahead of time, you can do that. If you want to wait for us to do a janky summary, that's fine too. Because I will I will be doing the summary for that one. I have already written it. <laughs> I am ahead of the ball this time, Zach Harper. Woo! Shout out to Zach. Who, <laughs> thank you, Zach, by the way, for giving us suggestions on how to make
1: our podcast better. Yeah. Zach is a podcasting fiend. He's one of those um, amazing people that... Support locals.
0: Yeah, everything that their friends do. Yeah, Zach mm-hmm. supports everything his friends do. So, thank you. Shout out to Zach for your yeah. support. Thanks. Thank man. you. Um,
1: did we did we do all of our rules? Did we get one Harry Potter reference, one Parks and Rec reference,
0: and one? Did
1: you you, you heard heard it heard here, it, folks?
0: We didn't do any of it. Wow. wow. <laughs> nice. So, does that roll over for the next episode? Do we get two next episode? Absolutely. Okay. That's a rule.
1: (laughs) And did, um,
0: we didn't have a word for this
1: week, only because, um, this is one of our short story ones, so no word to add to our vernacular increaser. Yeah, well,
0: social capital. Oh. Yeah, social capital. And maybe resiliency if we can, we'll throw resiliency in there. Social capital and
1: resiliency. I like it. That's our word for the week. Our word for the podcast.
0: Yeah, word for the week. Once I mean, yeah. Word for the season. <laughs> Whatever <Episode>. season. <laughs> word for the episode. There we go. Alright, well you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> you stole mine. I'm um, sorry, it doesn't count. She'll get to have two next episodes. That's right.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We will chat at you next time. Yeah. See ya! Peace!
0: You just listened to a fairly ridiculous podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Want to join the conversation or have a request? You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at AFRPodcast. You can also leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash fairlyridiculous. So please
1: leave us a review, but only if it's ridiculous.